Hello there, welcome back to... <laughs> that was definitely um, relevant, very novel. Because um, I'm, I'm sure you can assume what series I'm going to be... Well, you've seen the title anyway, so you know what series I'm reviewing now. It's the Kenobi show that came out a few weeks ago. Well, finished off... Uh, I think it finished last week now. Um, uh, anyway, I watched the first two episodes when it aired and I've seen each one on the day they aired since and yeah um it's the the newest Star Wars TV show and it's definitely the one that had me the most hyped in fact you know what the the hyper on the Kenobi show actually got me back into Star Wars I've always considered Star Wars my favorite film franchise of all time but the past 2 years I've not really been interested in it so much partly just because everyone goes on about it so I get bored of it after a while but this kind of reignited my interest in Star Wars again. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's let's talk about it. So the Kenobi show. Um, this is a very controversial show. It, like, if we're being honest, like some people love it, and some people absolutely despise it. Personally, I lo- I I mean, I'd say I'm one of the few that just sees it as average, but I'm more leaning leaning towards uh, loving it. To be honest with you, uh, a lot of people's problems with it seem to be very uh, nitpicky. That's something I've noticed. It seems, yeah, the only problems people pick out with this show are like very, very minor problems, but they're, they're making a massive fuss of them. And it just, to me, it just feels all like, why? Like, the only big problem I have with this show as a whole is the fact that Reaver's character is focused on perhaps a bit too much. But even then, I think that she serves as a good arc for uh, Kenobi. Uh, like the the point being that she she's this character who is angry and like almost evil and stuff, but she can be turned back to the to the light, and that's what happens to her at the end. She becomes good, uh, and Kenobi Kenobi like. He doesn't experience too much of an arc throughout the show, but you could you could argue that it's about refinding his hope, uh, his hope in you know having everything in the galaxy be returned to normal. Because at the start he's just completely lost, and I mean the line where he says, "The battle is done, um, we lost." Yeah, he doesn't think there's any chance of anything happening again, and he just wants to. Well, hide away, really, because um, there's nothing you can do. Uh, but when he brings Reva back, I think that reignites his hope. I think that that moment there is where he, he realises there is hope for the galaxy again. There is hope that maybe one day Vader can be turned back and that, um, well, the, the, the rebels can take over the Empire. Um... And yeah, it's um, it's not a bad show at all. I, I I don't consider it perfect. It's probably my favorite of the Star Wars shows, like that from what I've seen, and I've seen about five of them. Uh, but it, it, I don't think there has been a perfect Star Wars show yet. I mean, a lot of people will tell you the Clone Wars or the Mandalorian is, but if I'm honest, I don't. I really personally don't think that Star Wars has had their breakthrough show yet. Uh, if they ever will. Um, 
But uh, this 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 show is serviceable. It's pretty good. It, but it's more moments than actual narratives that I'm interested in here. Meaning, like, I don't really care about the story itself. More just like what happens within the story. Uh, for example, moments between Obi Wan and Vader. They they are perfect. I think the moment where Obi Wan defeats Vader is such a powerful moment and it's probably one of the best scenes in the entire franchise honestly uh i also like the fact that in revenge of the sith obviously the duel between vader and kenobi is very very fast-paced and skillful and sophisticated then the one in the original trilogy is well slow um but then the the one here is kind of like that perfect mix where it's kind of fast but it's also not not to the level of it being in revenge of the sith it's like a great way of establishing the fact that they, they are out of the primes, but they, they haven't completely lost it uh, at all, and they're still going, they're still pretty good. Um, and Vader in this show, Vader's my highlight. I thought my highlight of this show would be Ewan McGregor, and don't get me wrong, he is great, and there are some scenes where I just thought, wow. But I think Vader really has been the highlight of the show for me personally. Especially in like episode 3 where he just walks around killing people for, for no reason other than why not. And then the way he stalks Kenobi like he's some kind of slasher movie villain. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Vader was terrifying. I didn't even think he'd show up until like the last one or two stories. I, I didn't think he'd come in as early as the third uh, episode, but he did. Uh, if there's anything I don't like about that part, um, I, I don't really like the fact that he, uh, he, he kind of toys with Kenobi and then Kenobi gets saved by that, like, rebel officer woman person. I think that's all a bit cliche and just deus ex machina. I mean, obviously Kenobi had to get out of there somehow, but I don't know. Could have been handled better than that. Like, maybe a full-on army that Vader... That she could have brought in. I don't know. That Vader would have to obviously defend himself against. I don't know. Just something other than what actually happened. Um, but Vader is a scary bastard in these stories. Like that part in the, the fifth one where... When that ship was taken off. And he just grabbed it with the force and slammed it back down. That That was terrifying. Uh, and I love the duel between him and Reva. I love how he's just she's just like dancing around him, and like he he. <laughs> there's a bit of good humor in it because he grabs her saber, tears it in half, and duels with her saber because she he doesn't think she's worthy enough to even like duel him with his own saber. I think it's so cool that uh, it's so sadistic, really. Honestly, my main problem with the the show is the Inquisitors. Really, not not just Reva, primarily Reva, but the Inquisitors as a whole. Really, I just think they're very underutilized. Uh, I think they could have been pretty good considering Kenobi's out of his prime, so that they could pose a challenge uh, to him. Like, I, I kind of wish there was a duel between an Inquisitor and Kenobi, like early on in the show when he was out of his prime. Um, but, yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, it, it would have been good, though. I mean, just imagine it. 
I especially don't like the fact that the Grand Inquisitor was, like, supposedly killed off. I mean, this show is obviously a lot about patience. Like, you get to about episode two or three and you're just thinking, hmm, there's stuff that's going on here I'm not sure about. But the more it goes on, it actually becomes alright. Um, like, for example, the Inquisitor's killed off, but then he comes back. But I just think that the Grand Inquisitor is so wasted here. I, I he's my favorite thing about Star Wars Rebels. One of the only things I love about it, really. Um, so I was kind of excited to see him here because, unlike a lot of people, I actually liked the design um, of his outfit. I thought it looked quite nice. Um, and he was he was good in that first story. I, I quite liked him there. He was quite menacing. Uh, but then after that one little dialogue scene he had, he just like was barely ever used again. And I just thought that was extremely disappointing. I mean, this is the Grand Inquisitor. This is, like, one of the most powerful members of the Empire, arguably. So, yeah, it was just kind of disappointing to see him be completely done over like that. Especially for Reaver as well. I mean, obviously I get Reaver's meant to have more of a character here. Because she's the one who's going to get redeemed. But... If we're being honest, did anyone really like Reaver all that much? I, I liked her more like episode five onwards but that's too late in the show to like consider her as a character i like she's definitely my least favorite uh live action like main star wars villain uh i mean then again i don't think there has been a bad main star wars villain um i think that maul dooku uh Django, i think Palpatine, especially Invader, are great. Uh, uh, Woody Harrelson as that fella from Solo, he was pretty good. Uh, Kylo Ren, all right, Snoke. Snoke was pretty pretty bad, but you know what? Actually, yeah, I prefer Reaver over Snoke, but that's not saying much, is it? Uh, how about Princess Leia? A lot of people really didn't like her, but I, the, my only problem with her is I just wish that she was a bit more. Um, a bit more childish. She she felt too mature. Um, like I, I get Leia as a character when she's older is is all like you know, uh, leader of the rebels and she's all demanding and feisty and got a really fiery personality. But um, I just think she should grow into that instead of having it naturally. I think that these events of the the story like should have defined her. And and should she should have come out being like that instead of being like that already. Uh, I love the Palpatine cameo in the the last story. Uh, like I didn't expect that at all. I, I knew Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jim would come back. I knew that from the very first story. I predicted it, and especially the fact that Kenobi was trying to to contact him. It just made it apparent to me that, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Um, but the Palpatine cameo I did not see coming. Uh, Ian McDermott even said, don't get your hopes up. So I didn't. But I thought it was great. I thought he very, very much looked like Palpatine did in Return of the Jedi with that kind of like... Uh, it's just his stance, I think. Um... And then, yeah, Liam Neeson coming back, that was quite cool, but it was just very, like, I don't know, it just, it felt like a bit of a nothing type of thing, really. It's like, 
Oh yeah, here's Liam Neeson tacked on to the end of the story. Um, hmm. But yeah, the the first two episodes are a bit slow, if we're being honest. I like how the first one really establishes Kenobi as living in this boring, samey old life where he's doing the same thing over and over again. It feels like Groundhog Day for a bit. And at the end of the story, he uh, he he gears up, ready to go and save Leia. And then in the second one, obviously, it's about him coming to save Leia. Uh, and the, the, the part where Inquisitor was killed off, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, but whatever. Um, and then the, the third story was great. third story was amazing. third story is where I, I really loved the show. Um, I mean, it just kind of surprised me how quick the duel was going to occur. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be their last fight, but wow. Uh, episode five, uh, sorry, four. Um, that one, I mean, it was all right. It was serviceable. It, nothing special though, if we're being honest, but I, I will give it this. So I like how we're, we're seeing Kenobi get back to grips with the the force and his saber combat while on the mission i think that's really good because i think it's nice how in uh the third one kenobi got his ass kicked by vader so that four five and six uh, are all about him trying to like get back to his old self a little bit uh, i do think that should have been developed a bit more though I mean, he's just kind of using his improvisation a little bit. Um, but there, there doesn't seem to be any kind of training. And while I don't think it should have all been about training, because that would have been boring, and it's not really linked to the story as much, uh, I, I think there should have been at least one scene uh, of showing him, like, training. And that's where they should have brought Liam Neeson in, I think. Like, Qui-Gon to maybe guide him. Um... And then, yeah, the fifth one, the fifth one was pretty good. Uh, I like how it's a base under siege story. Uh, Vader appearing at the end surprised me. I didn't think he'd show up in that one. Uh, but I like how Reva's character becomes a bit more likeable and more fleshed out. And you, yeah, the fact that she doesn't die from that stab wound, though, is very, very silly. It is very silly. Uh Vader would have likely decapitated her. I thought he was going to do that uh, when he when he had both sabers in his hand. Uh, then, yeah, the, but it's really episode three and episode six are where this show really shines for me. Maybe I'm just saying that because it's when Kenobi and Vader dueled, but I, I like how in episode six, like, Kenobi uses his willpower and determination to beat Vader instead of his actual skill or finesse. That he'd lost. But because the whole show is about him having no hope, no determination, and no willpower left, I like how what he uses to defeat Vader is exactly that. He uses his determination and his skill, and not, sorry, not his skill, his improvised skill and his, uh, just his, his wanting to do what's right is what gets him the victory. Uh, and just that, the the visuals, like seeing Kenobi with all those rocks floating behind him and he just pounds down on Vader with them. And then when you can just see him dominate in the fight, like at first it seems evenly matched and then Vader buries him under the rubble. 
And then they get back to fighting again, and you just see Kenobi absolutely destroy him. Like, if this was Kenobi in Episode 3, the part where he'd been buried under the rubble would have been the end of the fight. But because he'd been learning more throughout these stories, he'd been learning more about hope. And that's why he thought of Luke and Leia. He sees them as the galaxy's future hopes, and they can't really go on, or especially Luke can't go on without Kenobi because no one can train him. He he pulls through and he, he blasts all the rocks away and he, he comes back to fight Vader. And then you get that really emotional scene where he's just completely destroyed Vader at this point. Like, Vader's had rocks pounded on him. Uh, he's got his life support all messed up and his mask cut in half. And they just have this conversation uh, where Kenobi... This is where Ewan McGregor really shines as an actor. And he's like, he's apologising to Vader. And then there's this really brief moment where there's a sense of hope in there. Where Vader's like, you're not my failure, Obi-Wan. You did not kill Anakin Skywalker. And I just love how the the lighting is. The lighting, it's all blue. Uh, It's reflective of Kenobi's saber. And blue obviously being a colour of hope and, and... well, the good, it's good. Um, and then when Vader goes, I did, and you see that red, uh, the the red of Vader's saber come back on to imply evil and danger and anything not good. Um, and it's just very well lit and it's dark. And my only problem with that is the fact that Kenobi doesn't even just kill Vader after that. I think that, obviously, he can't have done, because, yeah. But it's still... I think it should have been handled better, because I'd understand him not killing Anakin Skywalker. Like, when he realised it was Anakin underneath, he was kind of put off the idea of killing him. And that's a powerful... That's powerful. But when... When when he does say, you know, I, I am Vader, essentially then I think Kenobi would have just outright killed him then. Because, you know, after he's like, then my friend is truly gone. Goodbye, Darth. But I suppose you could always, like, take that as Kenobi not wanting to kill Anakin again. Once he did realise it is Anakin underneath. When he could see his eye. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you could take that however way you want. But I do find it a bit dodgy, personally. Um, you know what, overall, as a story, it's not bad. It's it's not bad at all. It's, it's never going to be one of the, the greatest pieces of Star Wars entertainment ever. But, unlike a lot of people, I don't think it's one of the worst either. Uh, I think both Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor gave really fine performances. Uh, I don't think the kid who plays Leia is bad either. Um... And I don't think Reaver's all that bad either. Just not terribly interesting. And uh, I wish the focus wasn't on her as much. But, yeah, it's it's okay. Um, it didn't need to happen, really. But it, I'm kind of glad it did. Uh, I suppose the only thing left to discuss is Season 2. Because uh, they kind of leave it up to that. And when I say that, I mean because, you know, Qui-Gon's all like, 
oh come on we need to talk about things uh whatever could there be a season two possibly but i just feel like they'd have to do the same thing all over again and it just get repetitive and boring and there's no like more character work that can be done for kenobi so i don't think there could be a season two however i do think we could see kenobi and qui-gon again in this uh part of time and what i mean by that is the ahsoka show the the ahsoka show that's coming out i think later this year I believe there's a potentiality that they could be brought into that somehow. Like, I don't know, maybe Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan that Ahsoka needs help somewhere. I don't know. I think they could work that into the narrative a bit, but I just really don't think they should do a season two. I think there's no more left of that story to tell. And as much as I love seeing both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen as their respective characters on screen... I don't think there's much left of their stories to tell, if at all. I mean, Vader, possibly. Vader could have more uh, time on screen. I'd like to see uh, a Vader show, uh, perhaps, where we get to see him in his potential uh, a lot better. And maybe his arguments he has with Palpatine, because they have quite a toxic friendship. Uh, but it's not very... I think in the movies and the Kenobi show, the 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 toxicity between Palpatine and Vader is, is, is merely hinted at than uh, anything else. It's more in the expanded media where we get to see how really true... Like, truly how much these characters kind of hate each other. Uh, like, Palpatine only keeps Vader around because he's powerful and Vader's only with Palpatine because, well... He's his mentor. Um, and he's got nothing left anyway. Um, so, yeah. Overall, I'd give the Kenobi show a, a solid, like, 7, seven or 8 out of 10. Uh, for me, that means it's just pretty good. Um, just not the greatest thing ever. And I'll never hold it as being the greatest thing ever. Um, but unlike a lot of people, I'm not going to hold it as the worst thing ever either. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I'd, I'd love to hear your own opinion on this, too. Um, obviously, it's going to be quite... It's going to be quite a controversial topic. I get it, but still, I'd love to hear your points and preferences and whatever. Um, yeah. So, uh, once again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you later. Goodbye.